0: You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. In the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, Ever-Merciful, Assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to the Drive Time Show on The Voice of Islam. You are listening to myself, Zakaria, and I have been joined with Saad Ahmed, my... Um, co-presenter. Assalamualaikum peace be upon you. Saad, how are you?
1: Wa alaikum assalam peace be upon you too. Zakhla Zakaria for such a kind introduction. Alhamdulillah, so far, so good. It's a beautiful weather today. It's a Tuesday. It's 4.03pm at this moment. And we have some interesting topics for our listeners today. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be quite interesting while speaking on these topics. For example, the very first hour we'll be speaking about social media pushing children towards harmful content and in the second hour giving Tuesday and it's quite surprising what it's given to Tuesday and we will let you know in the second hour why this topic has been chosen today serving the mankind. So coming back to Zakaria, first of all Zakla Alhamdulillah also oh, far so good and how are you? <laughs> I'm
0: doing well. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> I'm 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 doing well That's good. Of Allah. um I mean uh I mean it's I'm always excited to present on, um, on on Tuesdays. Usually I'm on Tuesdays and it's always interesting to speak about the topics that um you know it is related to the to the day to day Um, issues but it's also very interesting to reflect on those topics um, from an Islamic perspective as well so just to start off our first our show and the first topic which is on social media in regards to the usage of social media um, and and how children should use social media um, His Holiness Hazrat Misa Masroor Ahmed, the worldwide head of the Ahmadi Muslim community, states that increasingly people are suffering from anxiety, depression and other mental health issues on a far greater scale than ever before. It is my firm belief that the root cause of this is that they have been trapped by their materialistic pursuits and cravings and above all, because they have abundant faith in God Almighty. We are living in a world where no matter how rich someone is, they always want more. Instead of being grateful for what they have, they are preoccupied by what they do not. Where men have been corrupted by an extreme desire for wealth, women are also certainly involved in this unholy race. Now from this, we learn that social media is also a platform for fame, to be, you know, as famous as possible, mm-hmm. to get as much likes as possible. And through social media, m- many of the people are also earning money. But what effect is it putting on the children or Those people who are addicted to social media, that is something that we are going to discuss. You know, Zachary,
1: social media is such a um, vast topic. And we are obviously exploring on the the content-wise today, the harmful content. Social Mm -hmm. media, I always say, is a good platform Mm -hmm. also, but it has its negative um, aspects at the same time. Mm -hmm. Just leaving the benefits to the side for a moment, that's... Um, if you just um, focus on the negative aspect at this moment yep. of time, um, as you mentioned, for example, the money you earn from it, right? It's a good thing, but how much stress the person is going through, we don't know but I, I can't say, exactly. but, but we have seen many podcasts um, uh, or listened to many podcasts. And we see on, on a regular on on social media that these people like this is the time I, I've seen many people who were at the top, yeah. and now they have, they're nowhere to be seen mm. because they said that oh, we can't do it anymore. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't want to mention any names here. Who yeah. who was at the top and now you, you, all the youngsters knows about, yeah. about it yeah. anyways. Okay, who was at the top? Who was at the bottom? Because mm. whatever he or she did at that time, but. One thing which is really important to understand the effects the youngsters are getting through it because they don't know what's happening in the background. They are just looking at the glam, yes, and they are just focusing on that. Right? They're like, how is he or she having this um, lifestyle without doing no work? Mm. And but they need to understand this that there's some what there's always effort behind it. You need to put effort into whatever you're doing. If you're not putting effort into it for the youngsters' in mind, and you want to attain something you cannot attain without any kind of work even for example you should not attain the nearness of Allah the Almighty it is said in, in a narration that um, um, Allah um, I'm just paraphrasing quickly here yeah. that if you walk towards Allah, Allah runs towards you mm-hmm. but the first initial thing is you take that first step mm-hmm. so if you take one step Allah takes two steps of to, steps towards you if you walk towards him he will run towards you but it, it's up to you to, to take the effort or the in initiation, that you take the very first step and Allah Almighty will come to you even quicker than that. Well,
0: my question, well, I understand the purpose of getting closer to God Almighty yes. or Allah reaching you, right? But w- what's the point? I might understand this, but why is it important for us to, Close to the kar- reach... The name is of God Almighty. Because
1: Allah Almighty has created us for for, for one sole purpose mm-hmm. to worship Him. It, it's mentioned in the Holy Quran very clearly. Right. And we hear it day and night uh, and for Muslims, we hear yeah. it uh, very often.
0: Why this, Why do
1: we have to worship? Because He's the one who's providing everything. And okay. if, if you read the second chapter of the Holy Quran, mm-hmm. and it says in the very first verses, you spend out of what we have provided you. Right and it's so Allah the mighty has provided us that's for for charity for example Mm -hmm. right you spend out of what we we have provided yeah so it's not we are we are not our our human beings are not attaining every um our um, with our own um, capabilities but it's it's the mercy of Allah that whatever we are trying to do Allah is rewarding us for it also Mm.
0: so it just reminds me of the worships that muslims do right we have been commanded to pray five times daily so one benefit of um, these five times daily, which is divided and spread around the the whole five uh, whole day, is that whenever you know, for example, you're you're doing something which is harmful for you, you're addicted to it, mm-hmm. you're doing it, uh, and 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 you're just on it, right? But you give importance to prayers, then you'll see that you will leave whatever you were doing and you will pray so the benefit of prayer what I see right um is that whenever you're addicted to something it will give you give you a break to that and it will remind you your actual purpose which is worshiping God Almighty and that is what in by worshiping I have my own experience as well you have your own experience as well Mm -hmm. right I can you know say for certain that the praise that i do right especially um at the last um the 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 last bit of the night right it really affects me so all the stress that i have all the you know bad habits that i have you know it gets rid of it so it's you know there are a lot of benefits of course of of prayers but one of the benefits is that it will always you know uh direct you to the right path and it will, uh, you know, what do you say? If you're, if you have a bad habit, for example, you're very much um, addicted to um, uh, using the screen or you're addicted to using social media, it will give you a break and it will remind you, no. Know, Yes. You have more. You know, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say,
1: I'll, let's so. reel back into social media yes, again. That's yes, is the topic of today's discussion. Right. Discussion. So, according to a um, 2021 report by Statistia, the, the numbers of social media users worldwide is projected to reach 4.41 billion by 2025. you know, emphasizing. you know how <laughs> influential that uh-huh. very that platform is? Yeah. 4.41. Uh, 4.41 mm. billion people will be using it by 20, uh, 2025. Wow. So these are the things we have to um, um, remember and understand. Yeah. But to get a get more insight on this, we have with us our very first guest, Dr. Ruth Plackett. Um she is, she is a senior research fellow at the University College London in the Department of Primary Care and Population Health. She is a psychologist by background and conducts research to explore the benefits and harms of social media on young people's mental health. With a short introduction, I would like to welcome her to the show. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. How are you, doctor?
2: I'm well, thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, first of all, for joining us today on such an important and a very vast topic, which is social media. So the question I have is... Um, is um, can you, um, for example, tell us about um, how promising um, it might be for, for a individual's mental health being um, um, who's struggling with social media, and and how can they um, reduce this um, stress they have, but without um, um, reducing the times on um, being spent on these platforms?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, what we found in our research is that mm-hmm. there are a couple of different ways that you can tackle this. Um, one way is to get more involved in um, taking kind of active management of your social media space and trying to make it a, a, a safer online space for you as possible. So that might involve doing things like blocking, hiding meeting accounts, as well as using things like time limits and things like that to help you control kind of the aspects of social media that you might find challenging for your mental health yes um and other techniques as well you could try things like mindfulness exercises in which you kind of really reflect on what kind of your, you know how social media is making you feel and what aspects you like and don't like and then maybe make changes in accordance to that
1: interesting you know doctor for example um just myself um i have been using social media for some time now and I have said it openly many times that I'm I, um, on, on and off due to the time consumption it um, puts me into. So what can I do, for example, someone like myself or someone who is in that very same shoes as myself, what can they do to um, be able to take advantage off this social media platform and be able to um, time manage, as you mentioned, you can use the screen timings. You mentioned some um, mental, um, sorry, some mental physical exercises they can do. What are these exercises?
2: Yeah, so um, these exercises, I mentioned a little bit about mindfulness earlier. But there's also, um, you've probably heard of cognitive behavioural therapy or CBT. You can use aspects of therapeutic techniques as well. And this is kind of what I was mentioning earlier. It's really about identifying the, um, the thoughts and feelings and what around social media and what's making you feel bad and what's making you feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's important to keep the positives in as well as the negatives, you know. So what are you liking about social media? What's helpful? What's beneficial for your career, for your mental health and what's not? And then in that way, you can take more ownership and control and start to then understand which areas you might need to improve on. And that will help you select the most appropriate tools to kind of help you manage those specific things. So it might not be time, it might be certain activities or certain apps perhaps that make you feel less comfortable or you feel like a draining more of your time. So do you know what I mean? It can make it more tailored and more specific mm-hmm. to your specific issue.
1: Is there someone we can speak to the, about um, speak speak to someone about these issues if if someone's facing
2: them? It's actually quite a tricky issue. This is something yes. I'm looking into in my research at the minute. Um, for example, we've been talking to young people about going to their GP with issues around mental health and social media, and actually, there's very little support and advice directly about social media management out there. Mm-hmm. There are some things available from charities. Um, Like Young Minds and Mind, for example, mental health charities do offer some advice, very similar to the things I've been saying, giving you some tips on how you can manage things and how you can engage in mindfulness and things like that. But um, yes, it's largely, as as I'm sure you're aware, getting access to mental health services in the NHS at the minute is quite difficult. The waiting lists are very long. So, you know, you you, you do need to kind of access these other kinds of support in the meantime for issues uh, related
1: to social media. Yes, um, uh, uh, sorry, doctor. I want, want to ask: um, is there a study out there, for example, or something out there, which suggests if you just can't, uh, just cut down from social media or you distance yourself from social media, what kind of uh, impact will that have of uh, on a, uh, on an individual's mind?
2: Yeah. Well, in my study, I looked. Well, I actually looked at um, a whole group of studies that tested out whether, you say, for example. Some of them asked people to give social media up for a full week. Some people just asked them to give social media up for, for a day, every, uh, for so an hour every day. And um, others looked at using therapeutic techniques like the mindfulness I mentioned earlier. Yes. And what was really interesting about that is we found that just simply abstaining. For a week or limiting use to say a couple of hours a day was a lot less effective than actually engaging in the therapeutic techniques that i mentioned earlier the mindfulness so it does suggest that it might not actually be that useful to engage in activities you know just stop using it for a bit because what tends to happen is we just go back into our old pattern of use and then it becomes not a useful exercise for you to have done kind of in the first place
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, Doctor. Because um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into my background. But I, I, was, I completely stopped. It's been some time. I come on and off sometimes in between, but it's been a, a quite long time. I have been off from social medias and I've been am um, um, challenging am um, challenging am challenge am um, channeling that work of social media which i was spending on it to different works now so my time is still being used up but something productive is coming out of it now uh, but obviously you're an smm um, um, expert on, on in this very subject um i want to ask you know social media um has become an integral part uh, of the modern communication you know offers both benefits and risks uh, from a public um, health perspective how can we strike a balance to harness the positive aspects while managing the potential negatives um, or impacts on it, on someone's mental health?
2: Well, it's a tricky one. I think, you know, as you mentioned, there are techniques that an individual can do to recognise the things that are working for them, the positive, the things that are helping them and the things that are less helpful and that the individual actions that they can take by using the safety features within the apps themselves and on their phone but I think we have to accept as well from a public health perspective that um, things like how the algorithms work on some of the apps present uh, people with harmful content sometimes without, you know, you looking for it or intending to see it. And um, this can be triggering and harmful for some people. So there is an element to it which as much as you you can't control everything as an individual – um, so there does need to be a role for government legislation here like the online safety bill to try and ensure that these online spaces are a bit safer as well.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, uh, Doctor, um, for my question. And we have um, Brother Zakaria, he has some couple of questions for you.
0: So at the moment I have only one question, which is um, <clears throat> considering the pros and cons of social media, uh, how can we find a balance for public health? Uh, maximizing the benefits while minimizing the negative impacts of uh, mental health.
2: Brilliant question and very hard to answer. I think I mean I think it's one of those things we have to accept that there are so many benefits and that we do get so much out of it in terms of connecting with people, communications, job opportunities, inspiration, creativity, expressing ourselves, advocacy—all these great things—and we shouldn't lose sight of how how important they have been changing all of our lives and um, for the better. Um, and I think really, I think it's trying to bring it back to what I was saying earlier a little bit about just taking as much c- control as you can over that situation uh, to, to maximise those strengths. So we're really identifying what what is working for you, what are you getting out of it and recognising as well what's not working for you, what are the things that are really potentially quite harmful and trying your hardest in this uh, you know complicated situation to control that through these safety features and and through mindfulness techniques Um, and hopefully fingers crossed uh, more regulations will come that help us uh, as individuals to do that on a sort of system level as well
0: thank you thank you very much for your time um, and answering our questions
2: thank you Thank thank you it's been really interesting thank you so
1: much for joining us today
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you, peace people. And you this was um Doctor Ruth Blackett. Um it was Zachary, it was quite, you know, um interesting speaking to her on this um, um as um, aspect of social media. Because for me it's um I, I just have to clarify one thing, I don't use um social media as such, those famous ones we we all know about. But uh, YouTube um, is technically a social media platform still, so have okay. to clarify, yes, I still have my YouTube there. Okay, so but you stopped completely. But yeah, but using I used to use I've used any 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 other platforms for my own well-being okay. for some time now.
0: So apart from um, YouTube, s- YouTube you're yeah, using. on the very. Are, are you, are you, you trying the seventy-five hard?
1: I don't know. No. So, <laughs> so I'm, that I'm, means that, that was my own um, decision f- some time back. Right. So, that's complete, so I just want to clarify this. I'm not completely off taking. Is there
0: a specific time that you're targeting that, okay, for this specific time, I'm not going to use it? No, 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 no. So you're. Gonna, you're, you're you,
1: but but, I, but the, the, that's the thing. For me, it was um, just taking off my time from social media uh-huh. and harnessing that time which I had to other productiveness. For okay. example, I've been learning. Um, into different um, aspects, of, for example, how to be a designer. I'm just still, I'm, I'm still in my early phases. Right. Um. Not. I, I will never say I'm. I'm a professional <laughs> designer or anything. But i'm That's one aspect of looking into it. because okay. my work requires, to, um. Sometimes to do some editing, some designing, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So instead of me, uh, um. For, for me, social media was always looking through um. And feeds was happening through the, through the work. but. I've using I'm been using that time to go to news channels to get the same information from there, and then looking at different aspects of newspapers um, and so online news news channels what they are saying and what what they are saying, and then seeing okay this is because in social media they normally have an algorithm so if you're supporting one thing it will just give you for that algorithm, but if you're looking through it on a wide um, spectrum yep. and you you see from from let's see one. Newspaper from Australia, one from USA, one mm. from UK, one from Germany, for example. Mm. It, they will all have different um, aspects they are exploring, or the different channels which they are exploring, or their interests, whatever their interests are. So it's quite interesting. But that's that's the main um, key here, for example, is to ch- um, channel that uh, time you had on social media to something else, because all oh, you will, as Ruth mentioned, Doctor Ruth mentioned you'll jump back into your old habits uh, after some time. you just completely cut off and yeah. if you jump back in quickly yeah it happened to me many times mm-hmm. i cut off jump back in cut off jump back in to my old habits yeah but then i found out within myself is that you no know, you, you have to channel that um, time you had you have to
0: channel that you have to uh, do something else instead of you know, using the social media this is something that uh, his holiness hazrat miza masood Ahmed, Mialavi's helper has also, you know, advised us as well that in order to get rid of those um, bad habits, especially using social media and, uh, you know, screen time and all that. So you limit your time and the time that you were using social media, you do other stuff, of course. Um, Well... Let me give you some more uh, statistics, um, which will benefit the people as well. For example, according to the recent article in Guardian, uh, TikTok has become the most popular news source for 12 to 15 years old. Um, uh, that, uh, and it says, um, Ofcom, this is from Ofcom, uh, as you said that, uh, you know, TikTok is also something which is very, uh, very much used nowadays. Oh
1: yeah, and you know, if, for this platform, for example, you have mm. the they have their own um, shopping platform also now, oh. so you can shop from there. Because I, with my family, you know this very very ready, ready buy uh, from the uh, TikTok shop or something like that. And the the mm-hmm. name is, I think, TikTok shop, I believe, but uh, I was I've never paid attention to it. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. So they are broadening their expansion. Yes, social media. I will say one thing with social media. If someone, if even so, some youngsters, I say. If you're using social media, uses for something which is useful. Yeah. If you're, for example, um, if you're good at, for example, uh, uh, let's say, designing, right? Yeah. It's on the top of my head right now. Um, you're good at designing, promote yourself as a designer. Design stuff and promote it on social media that you will be recognized by the, world, by the worldwide population to say, okay, this person is a designer and that's his work. You're still using social media, but you harness it in such a way that it becomes positive for yourself. Mm. So, I mean, this is one thing I always tell my uh, my youngsters that this is, you have to do or to try to do that. Use that time instead of just scrolling through. It's an endless pit. You start scrolling, two hours, three hours, four hours, five but hours. But YouTube something.
0: is also an endless pit. Yeah, yeah, they have
1: the scrolling stuff now on well, it yeah. Also, it's called YouTube Shorts mm. now. You can endless um, um, scrolling on that or two. Yeah. So that's why you have to harness the time mm. in such a way that you understand um, or be, uh, be is, is benefiting yourself Yeah. instead you, of just, just losing time.
0: Yeah, you were mentioning about the algor- uh, algorithm, right? Um, so all these apps, especially TikTok, for example, they use a machine that learns and analyzes your behavior. And um, in TikTok, for example, you have the For You page. So whatever you like, whatever you have watched um uh, or whatever if you search that will come into your for you page and uh, according to amnesty international some technical research revealed that almost one in two videos were mental health related and potentially harmful roughly 10 times the volume served to accounts with no interest in mental health and the research also revealed that more than half of the videos in the in the for you uh, feed were related to mental health struggles with multiple recommendations uh in in a single hour you know normalizing and encouraging suicide i mean this is this is crazy yes <laughs> um, uh the some you know harmful things that are spread in <laughs> um uh in social media is it's 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 you know we we as adults we might realize it but then children they don't understand it they will just literally you know learn from whatever they see and if it's if, if for example some of the videos are encouraged to do suicide i mean what sort of harm can that bring them I mean, so the
1: just some stats from earlier this year about for example screen times right so the, the, it's quite alarming by the way you know so according to a report by uh, nelson the average um, american adult spends over 11 hours per day consuming media which includes activities watching tv using computers scrolling through social media which is our topic today mm-hmm. as you know likewise ofcom um, has found that your know, uk spends an average of six hours and 25 minutes um per day on being online and then you have then the most time um, which is spent on uh, media consumption is watching live or time shifted tv followed by smartphones and computers you use, said use just some um um, ideas from from early this year. These are just some small stats, say, and it is it is like this. For <laughs> example, as Ofcom mentioned, if someone's um, you're spending six hours um, um online, six and six and a half hours, six and a half hours roughly online, so that means you only have eighteen hours left, roughly. Is seventeen hours and thirty minutes left, and take out some eating, take out food. It, it time drastically and decreases as well, and right. all that if you put into account yeah. it drastically increases because we don't have 27 hours we don't have 30 hours in a day we all have 24 hours in a day it's up upon us how we use that very 24 hours hmm. because when we see people um um throughout the world how was he or she so um success successful right we have to remember this they all have 24 hours so they are harnessing their time to be productive. Hence, we should be doing ourselves that way or in favor because it's upon us to um, how we how we use that time. So I remember my parents used to have these timetables for us when we were quite young. So this time you wake up, this time you go to school, you come back, you watch TV for X amount of time, have do some homework, do some research, go time, and then you have some family time, and it was all planned out, and we normally used to stick around that area. Do some research, like some some work. Uh, my mom used to give us, okay, ye sorry, I was say Urdu <laughs> <laughs> which means ye means read this, right? <laughs> read this, yeah. So they are like. Uh, so there is always this. a study time. Study or time, yes, study time, some, something, about. something to learn, okay, something yeah. interesting to right. learn about. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, did you know? This is one right. one of the things we should, did. You know this? Did you know that? Uh-huh. So it was. So uh, I just remember when I was quite young. We used to have that, but over time, um it got a bit reluctant, we got older, we had our own times. But the youngsters who are coming, especially the young children nowadays, yeah. I I see it within my family also, that you give them a phone and just hand them, I'm giving exactly Zachary my phone here at the moment, and they are able to navigate better than, than someone my age. I'm I'm still young, I'm 26. And they and they You're know yeah. they like one two three and that's it. They oh. start watching the. Cartoons. They're more advanced than us. Oh, they're, they're they, they
0: They they know much more than us. Oh yes, they. Yeah, they I, don't right. know,
1: I was surprised when when I saw them. They like <laughs> yeah. they And they're and they're quiet and they will just watching their program.
0: Mm. Well, you know the uh, the Holy Prophet peace yeah. and blessings of Allah uh, be upon him. You know he emphasized on moderation. So yes. anything too much is always bad for for your health for for you for your uh, your life so his advice is be moderate and adhere to the moderation for there is no one among you who will be saved by his deeds so of course whatever you do that you will be asked in the hereafter so if you've been doing something bad and excessive god will ask you that you have so many times and you decided to you know sit on social media and then just. Waste your time. Why haven't you learned this and this this right? Why haven't you asked you know, helped your your parents? Why haven't you done this? So everything you do, if it's in moderation, you will succeed. If you do something in excess which is harmful for you, even let's say studying a lot, right, and not giving time to your family or other stuff as well, that couldn't could, you know, harm. So everything needs to be done in moderation. This is our uh, guidance. This is the guidance that we have received you know, the from Pro- uh, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah. So, if him. you
1: just if you just study the life of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, just really quickly here, uh, he was a human being, right? Yep. He was, in the Holy Quran it's mentioned that he he was a, a, a man like us, hmm. right? So, he had twenty four hours also. The Holy Prophet twenty four hours uh, roughly. And also, in a, 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 I don't know how the timings work that that time, but it's still twenty four hours. It was, yeah. It's still twenty four hours. Still tw- yeah. They had but, exactly it, the same. But they said they had this, but obviously they had. Okay, they will meet at Fajr. Our Zohr time will be their timings. and That will be their 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 clock. But right now we have digital clocks, we I can see okay, it's four um it's, um, it's four thirty four at this moment. They will have their own timing system. But if you study the life of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, you see that, for example, that. um what's it called that he was very very moderate within his own life mm-hmm. he, he used to give time to his people to his family his time to prayers his um, secluded time with Allah the Almighty yep. hence we should follow that very same pattern in our own life yeah. regarding social media for example use that time you, you have some time for social media you look into you find interesting facts on that very also there are some good aspects of our social media we should always study and learn but we should always understand that our time is—we are—we were born to give some. Um, uh, we were born for the purpose to worship Allah the Almighty. Yep. So we should give that time to worshiping Allah the Almighty. Also, some time to our family, and then we we have um, what's it called? Some time to our own self, just to relax, get our minds free, and then work on the next day again. Hmm. So if you just do one thing over and over again, or even or excessive you will get tired, you will burn yourself out.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, um, we had a interview with Lisa Coyne, who is a PhD uh, and is an assistant professor of psychology in the department of psychiatry. So we had an interview with her. So let's listen to her interview as well. It was a very interesting interview and it was in regards to uh, social media as well. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you and welcome to The Drive Time Show. Um, I have been joined with Lisa Coyne. Uh, She is um, a PhD, is an assistant professor at psychology in the department of uh, psychiatry at uh, Harvard Medical School and is a senior clinical consultant at the Child and Adolescent OCD Institute at McLean Hospital. So with this um, introduction, I would uh, like to welcome Lisa. To our uh, our show, um, alaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome to the show.
3: alaikum. It's lovely to be here with you.
0: Um, lovely to have you on. Uh, so the first question that I would like to ask to you is: How do you think uh, the design and features of social media platform, um, such as system of likes and comments, uh, affects our the the user's mental health, especially among the teens and young adults.
3: Hmm. It's a great question. And I think that the design of social media, of course, is to keep people engaged and to bring people in. So for children and teens, especially um, when they are feeling like it's important to belong, right, when you post something and it gets lots of likes, that feels like validation. It feels like belonging. Mm -hmm. And so because that is a potent reinforcer, right? Whatever you post, the more likes it gets, the more likely you're going to do it again. So it keeps you engaged. And similarly, if you're posting things and they're not getting likes, you may feel ostracized or excluded, right? Mm -hmm. And so because children and teens are malleable, And that's the purpose of of social media too right is to you know bring people in to shape their attention and engagement you know kids may be more likely to post certain things than other things um you know to keep them engaged
0: okay wonderful um and could you also um discuss the psychological effects of uh, for example receiving um unpredictable rewards uh, you know we know it as as likes or comments Mm
3: -hmm. uh,
0: on the social media and how this might encourage the and continue uh encouraging the continuous platform use
3: yeah and so when we in order to talk about that and that's a great question i love that you asked that question so when people are learning when you think about how humans learn Right. Children, adolescents, and actually anyone, any organism, whenever you engage in a behavior, if that behavior gets a consequence that you want a reward. You're going to continue it. Right. Uh-huh. If that reward system is inconsistent, sometimes you get a reward. Other times you don't. Yeah. What it does is it creates persistence in your behavior and it makes it you're going to try harder and harder and harder and remain more and more engaged to get those likes if they've been inconsistent. And so in this way, social media platforms can shape really persistent use of these things, right? Now, you you asked about the mental health of this. For some kids, it's okay. But for kids who are already vulnerable and struggling with anxiety, depression, or other mental health issues,
2: Uh there's
3: a small percentage of them where it can seem it can be all-encompassing and that's all they do and one thing that i tell parents is to think carefully about is this social media use supplanting actual friendships actual relationships with children play dates if they're younger or socializing in other ways if you're a teenager are kids becoming more isolated um has have, have there been mood changes in kids Um, And so when you think about the impact of mental health, it's important to think about the risk if your child is already at risk for mental health issues and to think about and notice what changes in behavior are you observing. For some kids, social media is a wonderful link to the outside world where If they do feel excluded in other areas of their life, it can be a leveling factor where they're connecting with other kids who seem similar to them, right? Mm
2: -hmm. But
3: so it's always a balance. You have to think about the context of it, the content of what they're looking at, behavioral changes, and then their underlying risk.
0: So in regards to the behavioral uh, changes, um, how can parents detect if they're addicted to something or they've been affected by social media? How can they basically detect what's, you know, that there is something wrong?
3: I would start before that. I would start with prevention and Mm -hmm. with kids who are younger, monitor their use, make sure you know what websites they're on. Um, There are some small things that parents can do. One is you can have zones in your house that are screen free where screens aren't used and then zones where they are used, for example, the kitchen table, perhaps, or something like that, where they can be observed, right? With younger kids, uh-huh. um, limit time. Um, there's a correlation between, you know, increasing anxiety and mental health issues and time spent on screens. So that's important to kind of keep it small, a few hours a day at most, um, uh-huh. to detect changes. Again, think about underlying risk and look for behavioral changes in your child. Are there changes in pattern of friendships where they're feeling more isolated? Are they more reluctant to do the things that they need to do? Homework? Are their grades declining? Are they more reluctant to go to school? Are they quieter? Are they less willing to interact with the family? Are you seeing mood changes, right? Changes in sleep, eating, anything like that. Right. And these are general changes that you would look for just to detect any sort of mental health risk or disruption. But I think they're especially important if you're seeing a context of increasing reliance on the Internet, right, or, or on social media.
0: And uh, lastly, um, you know, you just uh, reflected on the words of His Holiness as well, Hazrat Amin may Allah uh, be his helper, he actually gave exactly the same advice as you did, <laughs> which is um, um you know uh, limiting the screen time. Uh, his audience even said that you know children, if they they're addicted to playing, then limit it to one hour. Don't take their mobile phones or electrics, electronics to the bedrooms. Also Absolutely. have it somewhere at the computer or the, the or whatever they're using in the living room, so the parents they can see whatever they're doing. So, um, it just reminded me of that. So, I just <laughs> want to point out. Uh, and lastly, I would like to ask you um, for the parents uh, who are listening. So, what advice would you give to the parents? Um, just, you know, overall to actually not get into this, because you said, you know, you should uh, start early, right?
3: Mm-hmm. It should start early. Mm-hmm. Well, kids learn from what they see. And so one of the things that we know is that parent use of cell phones has increased greatly in recent years. So if parents want to ask kids to be on phones less, they have to also model restraint in their own use. Uh So really small thing that's very important um, that we know from child developmental research is having at least one meal a day together as a family with no screens available is very, very important, right? Other things that are helpful that parents can do is make sure children feel, children and teens, feel that they have a role in the family, an important task, that there's connection. Um, Maintain really good communication with kids, right? So there are different ways to limit screen use. Parents can be quite draconian. but I think it's important to have conversations, take your child's perspective, think about what it means to them. They may feel like if they're not allowed to use screens, they are being cut out of their friendships. That could be scary and you may have pushback from kids. So Uh make sure that you take perspective of kids and you have a really meaningful conversation um, that's age appropriate depending on the age of a child Uh um, to to collaborate on these things, especially with teenagers. Um, And yeah, there's plenty of things to do, but I think I would start with those things. Communication, modeling.
0: Perfect. Um, Well, parents, they should set an example because children absorb from them as well. And they, they cop, they copy the parents. Thank you very much uh, for answering such beautiful, uh, for answering our questions and um, answering in such a beautiful way and thank you very much for your time
3: thank you very much lovely to be here
0: so we were just um you know uh, speaking to um uh, lisa Coyne, a phd uh, and as an assistant professor of psychology in the department of uh, psychiatry one of the things that i really liked um from her answers is that she reflected upon what his holiness has you know said um and his holiness actually advised us that you know our computer or whatever device we're using it should be in sight or it should be in front of the parents so it should be in, in the living room then there should be a designated place where you, where you use your social media limit the time so all these guidance we receive f- received from his holiness as well and now we've learned from uh, a, a an expert as well that these are the things that could actually help you to monitor what the children are actually seeing in uh, and using and doing on social media um we will go straight to our second guest actually third guest of our show um who is uh Sophia Muhammad Sophia Muhammad is a psychology student doing her masters at UCL. Assalamualaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome to the Drive Time Show.
4: peace be upon you too, and thank you for having
0: me. Peace be upon you too. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, what are some negative psychological effects of using social media?
4: Um. So. There are obviously a lot. Um, So just to mention a couple. Um, Social media firstly distracts people from um, real-life relationships and social interaction. Um, And that leads to um, feelings of anxiety, loneliness, depression. Um, And there's also actually a new um, keyword and concept that's come out that's known as subbing. Um, which refers to the extent to which an individual uses or is distracted by the smartphone during face-to-face communication with others. (laughs) Um, So nowadays, especially um, when we're around with our family or friends or with anyone, um, there's less communication in person and more communication online. Everyone's on their phone instead of communicating in person. So that affects their relationships as well, Um, and then in turn, uh, like in the real life, and then in, in, in turn it... Actually, uh, makes their mental health a lot more worse. Mm-hmm. So that's like a couple of the negative psychological effects.
0: Okay, thank you. And how does social media contribute to issues related to self-esteem and body image, especially among the youngs youngsters?
4: Um. So, so we're nowadays we're exposed to a lot of like images and highlights of people's lives from social media especially on apps like um, Instagram and TikTok. Um, And that can lead to, you know, people having feelings of envy and insecurity as well. Um, So, you know, even though we all know that a lot of these images presented on social media are manipulated or, you know, people actually don't tend to show the bad uh, stuff of their lives. They usually just show the highlights. Um, Just seeing these kind of things um, still makes us feel insecure. Um, and then we become dissatisfied with ourselves. Um, and so because of that, a lot of uh, young people, they end up um, developing anxiety and depression and also eating disorders, such as anorexia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's purely just because they're seeing these images of people and that that becomes kind of the ideal that people want to become. Um, and then that causes to, um, that causes our self-esteem to come, high-
1: Lower and yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, Sister Sophia, what can we do for example uh, when you have this constant exposure to others living on social media or, or what's it called? Um, the contribution, to the phenomena, formal, which is um, um, fear of missing out, for example, what can we do to reduce that psychological effect on young youngsters' minds? Um, so I think
4: it's very important to keep in mind that. We need a break from social media. Um, I know that's hard nowadays, um, especially because you know that's the main thing that people use. Like you said, the concept of FOMO, where people have this fear of missing out. They they don't they want to be up to date with everything. They want to make sure they um, they they're seeing the ideal stuff on the internet, and they want to make sure that they have all of that, so so that they they don't feel that FOMO. Um, but so really, what we need to do is make sure that we reduce some time from social media. Um, Actually, a study um, found that reducing social media uses to 30 minutes a day um, can actually reduce, um, has a significant reduction in levels of anxiety um, and depression. Um, So even though that might not be realistic, reducing it all the way to 30 minutes a day, Mm -hmm. even maybe reducing it for um, an hour every day and making sure that um, a lot of people nowadays, before they go to sleep, they actually use their phone, check their phone, and then they go to sleep. But avoiding that, for example, um, and keeping the track of how much you spend on social media, um, and then based on that, setting your goal, um, and also turning your phone off at certain times of the day. So making sure, that, uh, like for example, when you're driving or when you're with other people, just to make sure that actually you're spending a lot, of, uh, you're spending a lot of time with other people as well. Um, in real life, and not just on the internet, and I think that's very important, and that can actually help yes, to yes. improve your mental well-being as
1: well. Um, another question, um, sisters, I is that for, um, obviously yeah, the youngsters, their their financials, they're still still establishing. What pressure does um, it cause to the the mental well-being due to financial struggles to being able um, to f- um, live up to the life they see on social media?
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's very important, actually, that nowadays, exactly like seeing all these things where they see people living in a certain way, um, going on holidays and stuff, and then it kind of just becomes like a burden on you and thinking that, oh, I want to do that as well. So, yeah, I mean, with that financial struggle as well, um, you know, that in turn has an even worse effect on on their mental health as well, where, again, those feelings of envy and dissatisfaction... Mm -hmm can
1: then make it a lot a lot worse for them as well yes um so my final question to to you this, this stuff is um uh, social media has two aspects right one w- one aspect is that you feel that you're socially um supported by the people around you mm-hmm. however on the on the other hand you have um, so a contribution of feeling isolated in in that very mm-hmm. stance so how uh, do these conflict um, um conflict um aspects influence the mental um, mental well-being of a, of a youngster
4: yeah so um, that's very that's a good question actually so yeah a lot of um, you know they use social a lot of people they use social media as a security blanket so where when when they feel um, anxious or awkward in a situation they, they turn on to their parents and try to try to avoid that situation um, but obviously all this all this can have um, a huge influence and can actually um, cause underlying problems such as stress, depression and anxiety. So um, really, you know, the excessive use of social media Mm -hmm. can create a negative and self-perpetuating cycle uh, where, you know, people feel lonely, so then they use social media a lot more to relieve the, you know, that feeling. Uh, But then they actually... The use of social media, the excessive use, actually increases those feelings that, and that that feeling of FOMO, feeling of um, you know being left out, um, and then you know that in turn causes your the your mental health to get even worse as well. So um, yeah, this is really just like a cycle that just keeps happening and, again and again. Um, so yeah, they do kind of conflict a lot, and it's very difficult to kind of manage what you should be doing more, whether you should be you know even though people use social media as a security blanket where they
1: feel better it actually makes it worse for them perfect zakla this this is Sophia for joining us today and explaining it so beautifully about the um, aspects or the impact of social media on the mental well-being of the youngsters zakla for joining us and assalamualaikum peace be upon you Welcome alaikum
4: salam zakla
1: so this was Sophia Mohammed, a psychology student who um, doing her masters in the University College of London, and you know it is okay. It was really good good speaking to her, and quite some really good points um, she has raised. Is you know the, for example, the family connection, um by over social med- over social media, uh, I know an incident that, is, um, um, oh, not uh, not in my family, but I I found out through some some colleagues of mine that there, there was a gathering and they were co- communicating via their um, social media platforms, um, whichever they are, and they were communicating, even though they're in this very same household, all of them together, but they're still choosing to communicate over um, so, um, the social media platforms instead of speaking face-to-face because they they've, they felt more comfortable in that um, environment they were in instead of being able to speak face face-to-face. And one thing you know, um, I've done it myself also, is when you're in a gathering, right? If you just drop um, all your phones, if you all drop your phones in the middle of the of the room, and you so leave it there, and you see ding, 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 ding and everyone's like, it's looking at the phones. Okay, can I just quickly look into my phone quickly? Let's see who uh, uh, it might be important. But at the time, we, we said no, no one's touching the phones. Let's speak. And then, so sorry, suddenly the habit just went away. And you are more relaxed, and you're speaking again, and you're talking to to the people around you, face to face, instead of messaging over, um, um, what's it called, um, these platforms.
0: Over the platforms, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's 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 very useful to. Whenever you're in gatherings, face to face, I think if you put your phones and <coughs> electronics aside, correct, uh, you get more human, of course. Otherwise, you will always stay in the same position as you were before what's the point of you gathering if um, if you're using your phone still and you're trying to communicate with each other Um, so it's very this is a good um, advice that you actually give hence the appearance that uh, you know you when you come together um, then you should put your phones and electronics on side and speak face to face so that you become more human this is this is how it should be
1: correct and hence, you know, the parents play a vital role, very important role in, in, the, in the life of the child, teaching them this um, social of, um, aspect of being able to talk to people instead of you know, just communic- by, by the, the uh, electronic devices, being able to communicate and pu- being public facing, being um, public dealing, for example, how to deal with people around you because there will there be a time where you for example you car breaks down you have to speak to someone you can't text over the phone Oh, this is what, what the issue is but you have to say face to face in a garage okay this is the issue. this is what's happening yeah kids so, learn from the parents yes yeah. so the parents need to be um edu- edu- educating the children even more in depth because these are the, the things which um some parents didn't learn mm. but um, the the children are, are picking up even before them so the, the our parents have to catch up also and then they try the level i i commend I respect the parents who have been learning these new ideas for example my uh, grandmother she knows how now to use a social um uh, so what's it called um a smartphone and she can do face times on, on, on from her phone to us and you know she's in, in her late um 80s or early 80s uh, uh, 80 plus and she's able to communicate to us from America into UK.
0: Wow, that's a. <laughs> so they that's have. Because their that's generation a never had it. Oh, yeah, so. definitely.
1: And, and that's a struggle they want, they're willing to go through so they can educate themselves and they can teach the children who are coming after them, okay, this is what's good and what what's bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to parents as well, they, uh, when they don't use phones themselves when they're in gatherings, of course, they will learn um the children learn from the parents if the parents they don't use the phones and they're trying to communicate with the children okay not like uh, at one hand they have their phones they're typing something and they're trying to convey a message or they're trying to say something the children's going that they're going to copy as well yes so if the parents they set an example for the children then the children would learn automatically Indeed. and children learn from a very uh, early age as well well, we have come to the end of the first hour. Um, as you know, that we only have one hour for this 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 topic. I hope everyone has benefited from our conversation and definitely have benefited from the experts. Uh, I hope you take something with you, and I hope that you will limit your social media um, so that you could be more productive in your life. Um, here is the. S- five o'clock news you are listening to the recording of a live show please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed
1: asalaamu alaikum warahmatullahi barakatuh peace be upon you all, and welcome back to the second hour of today's drive time show with myself Saad Ahmed and my co-presenter as you all know is Zakaria Sheikh uh, who is a Legendary presenter. I've <laughs> learned a lot from him, and I'm still learning from him <laughs> the, to this day. Definitely
0: not legendary. <laughs> I don't know if you learned from me, from me something. No, more, no, but we, I'm definitely learning. We've, from have I've been benefiting you,
1: so. a lot from you while you, 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 every every single time we come together. That's very sweet. Thank in you. In the second hour, we are speaking about Giving Tuesday, service to mankind. You know, it's an interesting topic, and how what is Giving Tuesday. Some people might know it's it's actually today on the twenty eighth of November, twenty twenty three, where you um um what's it called? Uh, it's a global gen- generosity movement unleashing the power of radical generosity. Wow. You know, Giving Tuesday was created in twenty twelve, Zachariah, mm-hmm. and it was a simple idea that uh, on that day um it, it will encourage people um to do good. Mm-hmm. Since then, it has grown into a year round global movement to inspire you know hundreds of millions of people to give um, um uh, to give collaborate and celebrate generous generosity Do you mm. know in this very second chapter I, I even mentioned the first hour is spent out of what um, we have provided you yep. right and this is what it is all about in uh, Islam has been teaching that for the past 40 years plus now that Allah the Almighty is providing us and and we uh, we are the, uh, we are responsible to spend out of what Allah has provided. us.
0: That's true. Yes. And the founder of Islam as well. Yes. Through whom we have the Holy Quran. He exhibited this act, which is mentioned in the Holy Quran. That, even uh,
1: to, even that that the even the last dinner he would make sure it would go out to to the, to the prescribed person or whoever it was going to.
0: Exactly. So when he got married to Hazrat Khadija. May Allah be pleased with her. Um, The first wife, she was already married. She had children and she got married and she was very, uh, very rich uh, businesswoman and she had a lot of wealth. Mm -hmm. And when the Holy Prophet got married to her, she said, uh, you know, all what I have is yours. And the Holy Prophet said, are you sure? Because if you give me whatever you have, it will not stay with me. I will give everything away to the needy and to the people to the poor and whoever is needed and that actually happened so after he got married everything was given to the needy and the poor and whoever uh, you know and he never kept anything uh, to us, uh, to uh, to himself and he also once mentioned that if I had and there is a famous um, mountain in um, Arabia which is called um, Ohud so he even said that if I had the amount of gold equivalent as Ohud's mountain, I would give it away. I would not keep anything for myself. So this was the life and the example of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and we can learn so much from him, so much from him. True service to mankind, we can learn from him.
1: Hence so that's why he was, was called Rahmatul mm. alamin which yeah. means uh, the uh, merciful man. Mm. And the the, uh, the the level of um, um, trust which the Prophet ﷺ had that even one of his grandson w- took a date out of the charity um, uh, um, um, which was uh, meant to go to the needy. Yeah. He took a date from that and he pulled out from his mouth said, this is not for you. It's for the people in need. And commands were surprised. What happened here? It's like, no, this is, we we, we are not, um in the business for I'm paraphrasing here that this this is not for us but it's for the people which will it, it it has to go to be it even this one single date
0: and 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 his grandson was very young and, oh, and yes. a child of course he didn't know he, he didn't understand but the reason why the holy prophet himself did that is so that others could learn and youngsters they learn early as well oh, correct and sometimes we think that um you know they're innocent just let them do whatever they want no it's not true if you teach them from a very young age what is right and what is wrong, okay, then you know you won't struggle when they grow up. When it's, they're already teenage and you want to mold them and you know make them in such a way, it will be impossible. So great. teach them when they're young.
1: Do you know, as even in in the first hour, our third guest, um, Sister Sophia, she mentioned mentioned this. You know, the family time is a crucial part right. of a of of a development, hmm. and. From a very young age, children are looking up to the um, to the parents, uh, and yeah. they're are the initial teachers for them. Mm-hmm. And if the if the parents, even uh, for example, because we are uh, as, as such an age that we we we, we are becoming parents also, yeah. if we are not conducting in such a way that we want our next generation to um, conduct, yeah. then. How will the next generation survive? You know that's exactly. why that's why they're you not know, the second caliph of the Ahmadi Muslim um, um, community, Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmood, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, you know, a nation cannot be reformed without a reformation um, of the youth, exactly. and it was it, this, this this quotation was given to the Ahmadi Muslim Youth Association at that, yeah. time, at that time, which was established in 1938, if I'm not if I'm not um, wrong, and in, it is true if if we are not reforming the youth. How can they, uh, when they grow up, reform the youth who are coming after them? Yeah. So it is, it is our duty to leave the place in such a state that the next generation which comes and takes our positions, mm. they are able to, to um, go the ladder up instead of um, climbing that, that very ladder exactly.
0: down. Reforming the youth means that you're building your future. Correct. When you're, when you're not there, when you're not present, then the youth, they will you know carry on your work or at least be even better. But it all depends on you, how you reform your children and and, and the youth uh, and and the youngsters, of course. Now, it's very important uh, to serve the mankind. The fundamental attributes needed to engage in the service of humanity or foster a dedication to such service include love for the humanity, to be kind towards each other, be charitable. Have humility, honesty, um pursuit of knowledge, a willingness to share knowledge, um, and an ongoing commitment to strive in the path of God Almighty. All these are needed in order to have a peaceful um you know life, and this is a part of service you know to mankind. Studies actually show that engaging in acts of kindness releases oxytocin, uh, promoting emotional well-being. Service to mankind is often linked to increased communities, uh, cohesion, and sense of purpose. Th- this is, w- whatever we do, all the services, right? Yes. You would never say that if you come to a service to humanity or if you help someone, if you give someone who's in need, you will ever regret. Never. Never. God Almighty never, you know, decreases um, or, or, or you will never come in trouble, if you give for those who who are in need the the thing is you you realize that by giving out in in the right cause not in the in the wrong cause for the right cause you will never a god almighty will never ever allow you to become poor
1: Oh, yes. And then there are living examples throughout the exactly. history of of, of, of time mm-hmm. where, where people, even in, in today's society, mm-hmm. if you see um, or if you ask someone it, what benefits did he or she gain in spending in the, in the way of Allah the Almighty, right? And yeah. um, helping out the poor, helping the needy. Mm-hmm. They will say, we have flourished double, uh, even triple or even more than that. Yeah. Folds um, Allah has blessed us back with it. Mm-hmm. And... It, it was such that, you know, His Holiness, al masih uh, uh, may um, strengthen his hand. You know, he's been mentioning incidents throughout his years about people who have spent um, their wealth in the, in the cause of Allah the Almighty. Mm. And they have um, benefited in such a way that they got better jobs, better pay, um, some work which was stuck at such a moment that was cleared out. Mm. And they have benefited. It, through many things, because the two reasons why we are here is, you know, that's obviously one is about about praying, but the service or the rights we have is to service to we uh, to Allah the Almighty and the yeah. service we owe to the mankind, and this is the actual reason we should be helping out, we should be um um teaching, guiding them towards the right path, you know. The very first chapter in the Holy Qur'an, it says, اِحْدِ guide, guide us to, towards the right path. If we understand what the right path path is and teach that out towards, um, um to the people, that will be benefiting for the whole community. Do, um, do you know, when, when his, uh, his Holiness, um, the second Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, when he stated this, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, a nation cannot be reformed by the, without the reformation of his youth, means that you are teaching them and then they will be teaching further. And there's a hadith: um, um, th- the best amongst you is that person who learns the Holy Quran and he teaches the Holy Quran. So the guidance is given in the Holy Quran. You learn it, you understand it, and you teach it on um, as a um, as um, education or as charity, mm-hmm. and that uh, it will be becoming a continuous charity for the rest of your life and Definitely. even after you pass away. Because when the person learns, it, he will teach more people. He will, t- and another person will teach more people. It's that called. Sadhgajaria, a charity which continues over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, I mean, Satka Jariya, or the charity that continues, is also something that um, you could teach your children or teach people who are in need as well. For example, you tell your child, give something. You see someone who is in need on the street, or anyone who is in need, you give a certain amount to your child and say, give this to that certain person and a child will learn the same way as well. And sometimes what happens is when you do something good to others, they learn from you as well. And when they are able to do good to others, they will do that as well. So, uh, you know, he's uh, the the promised Messiah, the founder of the Ahmadi Muslim community, he also had great compassion for the mankind. And he at one place said that sympathy for all mankind is a moral obligation and a duty that really and then further on he says that that religion is no religion which which does not inculcate sympathy nor does that man deserve to be called a man who does not have sympathy in him remember islam is a religion for the whole mankind it's a universal religion so whatever the quran teaches it is not only applicable for the muslims the guidance that we give give from That give out or from that which Allah Almighty has given to you is not only for the Muslims; it is for everyone who is in need or everyone who is applicable for that. So remember, every this sympathy that uh, you know the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, is mentioning is this sympathy should be for every single human being. At one occasion, the promised Messiah even says. That in I'm paraphrasing this, uh, and this is in my own words. He said that if a if a neighbor who is Hindu or a neighbor who is a Christian, in other words, any neighbor that is not Muslim, or a because he was originally from India, right? Um, if th- that's why he also mentioned Hindu. Uh, so uh, it could be anyone, a Jew or, or or a Christian or or a Hindu, anyone who is in need and their house is in fire and you do not go to help him, to save him, then you don't belong to me. Which means you don't belong to the true Islam. You don't belong to uh, being called a believer of the Holy Prophet. Peace and blessings Allah be upon him. And he's emphasizing on this that even if you have to, in other words, even if you have to risk your own life, do that. We, if you don't go and help that certain neighbor, then you're not a true Muslim. <laughs> and this is the teaching of Islam, and this is the teaching of the promised Messiah, Hazrat Miza Ghulam. Correct. You know, that's in.
1: why, it, it, you know, when we see this... Um, Oh, oh, I actually forgot what I want to say, but I'll, 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 I'll swiftly, you know, I'll tell, tell, tell this narration in another way. You know, um, in, in the very first chapter, Allah Almighty mentions that He, um, He's the Lord of the um, of all worlds, right? Yeah. So that means He's looking. He's the sustainer. He's the helper. He's the provider for all of us. And He doesn't, uh, He doesn't look at the caste, creed, um, color. So we are all human beings. Oh yes, I was about to mm. say that's why you know humanity always comes first, and the rights we are giving. Uh, which we have to fulfill. Uh, one is towards Allah Dumati and the second one is towards the people or the mankind. So there is no, um, he or oh, she oh, is she a Muslim or not? Okay, it's about uh, they. They are in need. It's our duty, which comes first to help um, our, our our brothers in humanity, which which means humanity comes always first. So yep. we 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 won't look at what color, what creed, like the doctors, for example. They they have this oath to which they take that they will help anyone who is in need of any um, any kind of help. They won't um, discriminate in any um, any shape or form. And Islam teaches us this very same thing for the past fourteen years plus, which we been te- uh, Islam has been teaching us that there is um, no um, kinds of um, discrimination. If someone is in need, you go and help them.
0: What I think, and this is not think, but this is also. What it is, in fact, for example, you mentioned doctors or firefighters or um, anyone who works for and, and, and does service works which which helps humanity, which helps humans. For example, doctors, whatever they're doing, even though it's you know they they're doing it for their own earnings, but it's also a sort of worship, like you just mentioned. We should not think that it's just the work. We consider whoever, whatever religion or whatever faith that they might have, Mm -hmm. this is a service to humanity. This is also a sort of worship that they are doing. So God is already pleased with them 50%. And the 50% that we mentioned in the previous hour is the worship, the physical worship. And the physical worship is needed why it allows you to recognize your Creator. The 50%, if you're already doing services, you're taking care of humanity, you're taking care of the neighbors, you are kind to everyone you meet, right? You are serving humanity, you're already 50% there. And the 50%, the other one is the physical worship because you need both of them. To be close to God
1: Almighty or to be accepted, indeed, you know that's why the the, the the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him said this. You know, um, Allah is not merciful to those um who are not merciful towards the mankind. Yeah. So we have to show our mercy, our kindness. Islam means peace. Yeah. I, there is no um 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 although um other understanding about Islam is a religion mm-hmm. or a uh, and, and a way of life that yeah. teaches us to respect everyone. And I and, and help everyone and um restore order in this society. Yeah. And, and if if we follow the teaching of, of Islam and the Holy Quran, then we will have a, bet, uh, a better society which will function for the past 14 years. That's why I'm always mentioning this. For example, um, Giving Tuesday, right? 14, it's, been, it's been mentioned 1,400 years ago that give out of what we have provided you. Yeah. So we should um, take that um, upon us to to learn or um, educate our own selves. What does even Islam even teach us? For example, I'm sitting here today. I'm talking to you, our listeners are listening to us. And but it's it's our duty also to learn and teach. So I hope everyone goes back and goes and sees what does the Holy Quran even say and learn from that and then help people out, teach more people. And okay, this is what Islam actually teaches or if someone or if anyone has a misconception about islam they go back and see it in the actual book Instead of um um asking someone else just read it from the source yourself even you if can, i'm
0: saying something right
1: i will you don't fact-check. have
0: to believe in me but i would suggest that okay go and read the books of, of the, the holy quran itself study the, uh, the, the 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 ahadith or the sayings of the holy prophet himself then you will learn whatever we
1: we been saying we, we've here.
0: been saying, is it actually true? And there is. You, know, you will find that actually, you know, the Quran teaches that. The Holy Prophet has, you know, he himself has, uh, you know, done or his actions reflected upon the teachings of the Holy Quran. We... Um, also are asking a question on um, Instagram story. I think it's Instagram, right? Yes. Instagram story, right? Um, um, this question is, how have you recently served the mankind? And we already have some answers. Um, 75% of uh, the people answering this question on the Instagram story said um, they've given money, which is the easiest way, of course. Um, giving time, 12%. Uh, no one has actually answered for sharing their skill, and twelve percent donated goods. So both of them, all all all, all the uh, four ways of serving mankind is, you know, beautiful. So uh, you know, giving money is something which is the easiest, of course, because you can literally donate. At, you can go to any website and then donate. Um, but also one thing that I want to add to this is, how have you served the mankind? I would say that the first number that will come into my mind of serving mankind is praying for them. Wherever you see and you know that people are in trouble, people are in difficulties, or they've been persecuted, the first thing that should come into your mind as a believer is that you should pray. Because for prayers, the promised Messiah said, that you don't need any strength, wealth, or you don't need... To physically be there, this is the most powerful um, a tool for helping someone, and you can do it anytime, anywhere you you can. So this is the most. Th- this is the first thing that you know should come into a mind of a believer that uh, if you see anyone in difficulty, the first thing you should do is you know pray for them. But then, if possible, then try to physically help them as well, and you could do that with 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 money or maybe go and and physically help someone there's there's so many ways to help someone of right course. <laughs> for example someone an elderly woman is you know trying to cross the road and she's very hesitant and she doesn't know how to cross and they're going a lot of a lot of cars are going and you can't just simply pray and then wish that she crosses the road uh on her own right in in safety of course you will go and help her so this is also something which is uh <laughs> when you see something physically and you can make a change, then you should do that.
1: Indeed. Just, you know, just for example, you know, about service to mankind and how the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, um, was serving the mankind. Just a couple of examples, you know, once a person was ill, you know, and he desired, uh, desired to eat some bread. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Prophet, said, if a person who is ill desires something to eat, then an effort should be made to provide them um, with that um, desire they have. So, if a person is ill, we should always look after them. Oh, and it's, it's part uh, um, of Islam, you know, Um, which means, in Urdu, in Ur- I've, I've said this, which means to visit them and make sure they are um, well looked after if someone is ill. And in in nowadays we can just call up and find out if they need anything. We, can, um, If they need, you can just grab that and Um, Give that to them, and hopefully, and pray for them also at the same time. Likewise, you know, Islam also teaches us um, that a great reward um, um, for those who are sick is thus you know that who are advocating the rights of the sick people who are ill uh, uh, of uh, um, um, who are ill for um, any reason, and you know, likewise, it is also mentioning taking care of the orphans. Hmm. That's a service to mankind. And once the Holy Prophet uh, peace and blessings, bless, blessings of Allah be upon him, joined his index fang, finger and his middle finger together, and said that the one who takes care of an orphan will be as close as uh, to him as uh, in the, in the heaven as these two fingers are joined. So imagine your index finger and your middle finger being joined together, and you help an orphan, and you be so close to him in in, in the heaven like these two. At this very, I'm pointing to Zakaria. Uh, yeah, uh, I can see it. But uh, and, and showing to him this is how close you will well. be yeah. with them, literally next you know? to each other. And further on, his, his, um, the Holy Prophet stated that you know the reward of one who takes care of three orphans will be um, equivalent to the reward of a person who stays up all night in prayers, fasts during the nights, and strives in the way of Allah the Almighty. You know, this is how much um, reward you get just. By helping um, mm. or, or being in service for mankind.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, very beautiful. You know, ahadith or sayings and and teachings you've you've mentioned. Uh, our task is to follow those as well. I mean, it's it's not easy to say. It's also you know you need to do it as well. Um, but let's say if you don't find any orphans, at least what you could do is. Perhaps perhaps um, donate to orphanages and you know that that money is going to help the orphans. Correct. This is the, the least that you can do. Um, the Promised Messiah, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, once said that the teachings of the Holy Qur'an can be divided into two major categories. The first being unity of God, which is love and obedience to Him. The second is to treat kindly your brothers and fellow beings. Be kind and merciful to humanity, always work for the good for mankind. I mean, just to um, understand how do we contribute, how do we um, help people because that might be something which is important to discuss isn't yes. it because uh there's so many ways to to help how, but how do we do that
1: you know, the holy quran teaches us you know and the, the examples of the of, of the life of the holy prophet peace and blessings will be upon him um direct, direct us of how we have to serve the mankind you know the holy prophet um, practiced these teachings um to uh, to um, of the holy quran to such an extent that he is the best example you know um, of this true representation mm-hmm. of service to um, the mankind and to Allah the Almighty and you know um, that's why Allah the Almighty has stated in the Quran and do not forget to do good to one another and that's mentioned in chapter 2 verse 238 and once a companion asked um, um, our Hazar Aisha may Allah be pleased with her um, the wife of Holy Prophet um, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him that how were the morals of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And she was like, uh, "Did you have you never read the Quran? Have you never seen the Quran? Hmm. Right? Because he is an embodiment of the, uh, of the Holy Quran. Hmm. That was his true moral teaching to, to mankind. And, that, and, and we see throughout his whole life, he was conducting his life in accordance to the teachings of Holy Quran. And this is what the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has been teaching us uh, for the past 14 years.
0: Mm, thank you very much. Um we have our guest for this hour Stefan Gab attaul Haq um who's a missionary from Belize. As-salamu alaikum peace be upon you and welcome to the Drive Time Show.
5: Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa baratuhu. Thank you for having
0: me. Thank you for joining us today. Um could you tell us about yourself and what work you do and what work specifically you are doing to serve the humanity
5: so um as you said my name is Stephen gab i'm from um, belize so i joined the Ahmadiyya community in 2014 and um since then we have done uh, many different works in uh, belize at this point of time um you know as in the holy quran it says that in order for um, uh, evil to stop you cannot just tell them to stop you must um you know give them an alternative And so the way that we serve people by um, stopping the youth from doing bad, we have created the um, Ahmadiyya Basketball League, which is the largest basketball league in Belize. Um, We've also um, served uh, many different people through our um, Humanity First Arm. Um, Belize is a uh, Caribbean country, well, a Central American and Caribbean country. So sometimes we get, like, uh, hurricanes and uh, a lot of the... um, Over about 50% of our uh, country is under the poverty line. So we do a lot of pantry bags as well. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: And um, we also have the uh, Water for Life program in which we provide um, water for those at a very, very cheap price um, and those who are in need. Mm,
0: Thank you. Um, The... A country where people have more difficulties, or you can say third world countries, you get to yeah. serve humanity more mm-hmm. than uh, than uh, the first world countries or the countries mm-hmm. where everyone is rich or everyone can you know take care of themselves. So it's a blessing and it's a great opportunity to serve humanity. Um, but when it comes to the service to mankind, how uh, is it connected? With with Islam,
5: so the um, the fact is is that there's two parts of um, Islam: is hukukul and hukukul Allah. So hukukul ibad is the service or to, to mankind, and also hukukul Allah is the um, worship of God Almighty. So the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him has said that you cannot be grateful to Allah. Unless you are grateful to his creation. You know, it's, it's like, as if, though, like you're saying that you love in, an artist, but you don't like their painting. Mm-hmm. So, what um, Islam has told us is that in order for us to worship God, we must also serve his creation. So, that is a part of our, our, our worship of God Almighty. it's a responsibility. You know, in um, Holy Quran, chapter 3, verse um, 111 it says that you are the best people ever raised for the good of mankind because you have been raised to serve others and you enjoy what is good and forbid evil and believe in allah so this is this is um, the people of islam this is what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us and this is our responsibility responsibility and we have been raised to serve others mm.
1: Yes, um, Brother Stefan, you know, um, in Belize, you mentioned about the uh, pro- basketball project and there was a documentary um, a month or so ago where it, the basketball um, concept was taken into in the prison over there. Any, mm-hmm. If you could sh- share with us some kind of story, any good um, outcomes from that very impact for our listeners?
5: Alhamdulillah, um, the, the fact is, is that not only have we like started to do the um, basketball league in the prison but we're trying to work with the prison to have like a radio station so that we can um, uh, present the teachings of Islam Ahmadiyya in the prison and even when um there was a person that I was giving pantry bags out um, in the, the from a very very um, far district in Belize and he said that I, I I participated in the the basketball league in the prison, and I would like to create a team of youths in 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 my in my um area, and they can be a part of the Amelia basketball league. So just by doing this, we have been, we have been um creating activists within their own communities. You know, it it, it brings people together, and they, like I said, it gives them an alternative to the idle um, acts that they would do. Rather mm-hmm. than, um, you know, do things bad, you know.
1: Yes, you know. Um, you just mentioned the Ahmadi Basketball League. Um, I believe you guys have entered your ninth or the tenth championship. I, I believe. So, how has that been, um, for the um, for the community around that area? How uplifting, or how has it helped them? You
5: no, know, there was a time and uh, during COVID nineteen. In which um, we could not do the basketball league, and uh, um, due to that, there were certain young men that um, actually got killed, you know, and it just opened our eyes that you know wh- what if the basketball league was happening at that time?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: You know that person probably would still be alive right now because that person was a very, very um, good basketball player, he was very well known because of our league. And so it really does make a change within our society in um, giving people that three or four months that we have the league to to do something else with their time, you know, rather than, you know, go out and um, um, be idle or do idle things. So it has transformed the community um, of Belize and it also has opened many doors for um, the Amadea message to reach uh, the corners of our country
1: as well. Interesting, you know, um, Brother Sefan, you're um, uh, you're a missionary in Belize. Um, are there any specific um, stories of our beloved Prophet, the Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that inspired you to um, um do um, to you um, to the your commitment to serve?
5: Yeah. So the thing is that I what what um, uh, the first thing that really made me become a convert of um, Islam was the message or sorry, the the story of the time of the Holy Prophet or the history in which um, he visited Taif, the village of Taif. Mm-hmm. In which um you know, like he had such love for people that even though they did something so harsh and so heinous to him by stoning him and even when he was bleeding, the angel came to him and he said that, you know, I can the God has said that if you want this village can be destroyed you know um, and uh, he said that no because maybe the the future generations will become Muslim and this really spoke to me in a in a means of of, regardless of how people act towards you you must be a better human being and you must um, uh, this to me it also shows as a as a service like he he even though they they wanted bad for him, he still wanted good for them. And um, this example of him showing that regardless of what actions may be done to, to me, I want to be a better person. I want to be a person that serves um, mankind. And even when like there's a another incident in which a person um, like definitely they, they they grabbed his collar and it even like hurt him a bit. Um, because he wanted, you know, like something from him, and he did not like act in a in a way of harshness. And he also still gave um, um, gave, gave the person something.
1: Yes, um, you yeah. know, uh, uh, brother Stefan, uh, you mentioned before about the water project. So mm-hmm. I know you, I know you touched upon it for a bit, but if you can explain mm-hmm. it a bit more in depth for our listeners, what is that water project?
5: So the Water for Life program is in which uh, we we sell purified water mm-hmm. um, to to um, different individuals within the Belize City area. Um, yes. So we have a purification system here, um, uh, and we go to areas in which um, people don't deliver water, and uh, um, because uh, Belize City has a lot of gang issues, right, and so are uh the people that um are with us they they go and they give this water at a very very competitive and very i'd say very low price and we don't even charge delivery so to be honest the 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 amount that we make from it is not really like sufficient to to say that we're making a profit Mm -hmm. but even the money that we do make it it goes towards charity as well so um, it has created like many different um, small businesses within the, the the gang areas in Belize for Belize City, for like these people that would not even be able to get water. So it has really provided them with a, with, with a means of even creating wealth within their own families mm-hmm. um, because they can afford the water, no. Yes, and so it's it's a two way street in which we're we're serving them, and the, the the money that we make, we're serving others, um, to, to in in their impoverished life as well.
1: Zakla, brother Stefan, you know for joining us today from Belize, um, from no to, from the other corner of the earth, and this is um, the work of Voice of Islam, bringing uh, everyone really? together and getting the message to the rest of the world. Zakla, for joining us, and may Allah yeah. bless you with your endeavours. As-salamu alaykum, Zakula.
5: peace upon you.
1: Waalaikumsalam. Wa exactly. This was Brother Stephen, you know, who is a missionary in Belize, and the work is, which is going on in Belize, you know, I would recommend everyone, our listeners, to just write, or you just go on YouTube, write Belize, um, a documentary or, 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 or along these lines. You will, they, a documentary will come up, how um how belize has been you know um how the muslim community in belize has been functioning uh, or trying to help the community to work and reform the youth in, in that very area yeah. for example the 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 the, the, uh, the prison um concept of um entering a basketball um, t- um, um system over there and it's helping them to um, reform the prisons over there, and they, they, as, as Brother Stephan has mentioned, also you know they are a- a introducing a radio station over there, so they can learn more about the true teachings of Islam,
0: which is a a very good idea actually. Correct, because they will have full full focus on the on on the radio discussions. Because and educate l- educate the people as well. We have our radio station, and it it people do listen in and uh, you know they learn a lot of the things and we also learn from the guests as well who join us but this i think it's a very good idea because it will focus on the prisoners and the prisoners they because they're i I don't think prisoners in belize or anywhere else i think they, they have their mobile phones unless they're elite and they have their own rooms and all that but majority of them they uh lots of the people they get into reading or they study and this will really um, put the focus on on the true teachings of Islam, and this will definitely benefit uh, a lot for the people. Do you know, exactly. Yeah. You know, if you stick so, sorry the um, the the people of the jail. Yeah. Do you know, if
1: you stick with the um, aspect of education, one might think, how can I serve with? Um, the mankind with education, you know, question. I'm, I'm just learning myself, right? Yeah. It's more the teaching. Also, you know, as mentioned, I've mentioned before, also that the hey, narration is there like that one who learns the Quran and then he teaches the best among you is the person who learns mm-hmm. the Holy Quran and teaches the Holy Quran. Yeah. So, um, His Holiness, um, a, 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 a along the lines of um, education, um, His Holiness has a mirza masurah, may Allah be pleased with may Allah be His helper, you know. I mentioned um, in the UNESCO headquarters in Paris oh, on the 8th of October 2019, you know, access to education is a key to break the cycle of poverty that has plagued um, plagued economic, uh, e- economically weak countries for generations. Mm-hmm. We learned from uh, from uh, this from the Holy Prophet that peace and blessing be upon him, who urged Muslims to fund the education of vulnerable members of the society, such as orphans. He thought uh, the spiritual advancement was um, very important, you know, linked to serving the humanity, and so a Muslim um, could not attain the love of God Almighty just through worship and prayer. Rather, the love of God Almighty required Muslims to serve um, the uh, hum- humanity. Thus, in chapter um, nineteen, verse ninety, verse fifteen to seventeen, Allah the Almighty has stated: Muslims are in- instructed to work. To eradicate hunger and poverty, to fulfill the needs of orphans and to educate vulnerable and the poor people, so that opportunity opportunities open up for them to develop. You know, this is what His Holiness mentioned in his speech in in, in twenty nineteen in the in the UNESCO headquarters. So, education is a key part and a vital part for teaching the next generations who are coming after us as mentioned before you know, in the first hour about social media, if we are not learning ourselves what social media, what the goods and the bads are, how can we teach on this um, um, idea about social media to the next generation? Okay, this is the good, good aspects of it and this is the, the bad aspects of it. And they might learn from somewhere else and they might tell them something else and something which is um, irrelevant or completely the opposite. Because the children do learn stuff from from wherever they can and they, they pos- when they have a question in the mind and we are not um, um answering that question they will be going to left and right to just be able to get that answer which is stuck in the head so we have to educate ourselves so we can answer the questions which our next generation is asking us
0: hmm. now there are many ways um, we can serve mankind one of it you already mentioned is um, educating and training so, education, educating yourself first and whatever you knowledge whatever knowledge you have, that knowledge you convey to others so that they, it's a, like you said, it's a sadhka jari, it's a charity yes. that is contouring. So, educating yourself and training others as well. Then you have providing help for those who are suffering, you know, giving aid, uh, you know, physically helping someone. Then you have social services, many services that pe- people do already they in into their day-to-day lives um and that's also a service to mankind then you have uh material services where you provide uh things physical things to the people and even uh, you know serving mankind is to be kind to people to be nice to people and his whole uh, the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him actually once said that um even smiling is charity. If you smile to someone, you know it's it's a sort of charity because Great. you will make their day. You know, you smile to someone, right? He or she, as in for myself, it will be he only, right? <laughs> no, it could be anyone, right? Uh, it could be my teacher or anyone. Um, so if you smile, that's also a, a, a charity uh, because you will. You don't know how uh, if if someone is going through difficulties or not. Uh, what you know stressful day someone had. So if you smile and you say something good, that could actually make their day as well. But also, I remembered um, that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah people, him also said that even giving seeds to the birds is charity. That's also human humanitarian work. It's also something uh, kind to do to the creation of God Almighty, the animals, or, or feeding the animals, right? Um, and he also said that if you plant, and from that plant, you know you have seeds and you have um, you have fruits, and from there animals eat or I you know birds eat from it. That's also a satkajaria satka that is continuing, right? Not only will that plant or the crops will benefit humans yourself, but also will help maybe the animals. Uh, not pests, of course. I'm not talking about pests. <laughs> but just,
1: just with this, um, you mentioned planting trees and, and the seeds. I remember um, uh, two weeks ago, the Ahmadiyya Muslim Youth Association went to East London area, a southeast Eastish, just um, and we went there and we pl- and we were tasked to plant thirty um, plants for tr- for the trees to grow. Um, thirty each and per person per person, mm-hmm. and we went there and we were planting them. And you know, yeah. a, a guy came up to me. It's like a, Bhai, which means brother, right? Why, why we here? What, what's the reason we're planting these trees? Mm, that's a really good question. And the, kids the, actually, yes, yeah, because um, we're just planting them today, and that, yeah. that's what we're gonna go. Lots
0: of people they might think, what's the purpose? What, what, what is the benefit of planting? I mean, why are we even here? But because they're obedient, they come. But this is a really good question. And, Maybe have you Have you explained to everyone or just the kid
1: um it was a group of my, of 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 the youth which I took okay so everyone i'm also a, a, a local um, leader for the youth d for mm. my branch mm. and i I told them okay you know why we're here is this is a continuous charity which will even help um the people or the life circles even after you yep. and they were surprised, okay, so that's why we're here and then I told them a bit more a little bit longer I explained them. What, what what trees are and and then explain all the you know the they live on, on co2 so they're lowering our emissions also which are in 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 the air and then and, and obviously they know this better than myself because they've been learning that in school mm-hmm. but for support synthesis and they they explain to me but for you know, oh yeah i remember this now that's that, that's the photosynthesis and um, we've been doing and then i explained them the islamic as, um, aspect of planting a tree and then they were satisfied okay. then they were like yes good good work today and this will live on even after I, I have passed away so that's, that's a charity that's a service to mankind which yeah. we are talking about today
0: hmm. I mean in our community as well we have distinguished Ahmadis right um, who are very well known in the world correct Right. not just in our community but very well known in in the entire world and um this is also a prophecy of the promised Messiah, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, uh, peace be upon him. He prophesies that the members of my Jamaat will excel others in the field of knowledge and wisdom. Now, can you mention few names um, who have uh, were very prominent members yes. of the Jamaat or you the know, community who actually, you know, exceeded in their in their expertise and they actually benefited. The humanity, yes. in a very large scale.
1: You know, uh, but the very first name which pops up, which is you know, Sir Muhammad Safrullah Khan, may be pleased with him. You know, and you know, and Doctor Abdul Salam. These are great, um, very prominent members. You know, mm. and they played a significant um, role in serving um, what's called mankind, or and utilizing the position yep. of authority that Allah had bestowed upon them. You know, mm-hmm. this is what what is mentioned. That you know, it's point of what Allah, Allah has provided you so Allah has given them such a position at that time that to help the mankind they were they were countlessly tirelessly working in serving the mankind mm. from their esteemed positions they when for example just mentioning Muhammad za um sir Sir Mohammmedhan you know who was born um on the on february the sixth nineteen um, eighteen ninety three you know and he served the cause of Muslims of the Indian subcontinent when he was chosen by Muhammad Ali Jinnah to plead the case um, of Pakistan before the uh, you know boundary commission and he pleaded the case in the best manner and received glowing tri- um, tri- uh, tribush- uh, tributes for his very service which he did and in, uh, um, due to um, presenting in such an excellent manner to the uh, um, boundary commission. Later at the United Nations, you know, where he say served as a Foreign Minister of Pakistan, a Permanent Representative of Pakistan, and the President of the United Nations General Assembly, and he pleaded with uh, sound reasoning for the rights of the people of Kashmir, as well as the people in Palestine at that time, and his public service record is mind mind blowing, mind boggling, to so say you know, and he surpassed uh, and, he, and surpassed by few and on the uh, if you look on um, of his academic side for example you know he translated the holy quran into the english language and translated and wrote numerous various books um particularly in the fields of religion to remove the misconception held um about um uh, about islam and the true teachings of islam so he helped people understand the true teachings of um, of islam in, in in the western society and plus you know he I uh, lived a very simple life, and he, you know, um, I've, I've, I was reading a, a book um, by um, uh, um, Atal Mujib Rashid Sahib, you Imam know, um, um, of, of of the Fazl Mosque, and he said how he was that uh, Muhammad Khan. He used to live such a simple, very um, um, beautiful life, and he used to travel from uh, to save a couple of pence. He used to travel from the Southfield Station to his residence. Just to save and that a couple of um, 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 pences at that time, so he, he can use that money and serve and put it in the service of mankind. Mm. So I just remember this very story when I was reading. Such a beautiful and it uh, was it was it was incredible it, it's, it's you know, and yeah. he's a great example in 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 the day in this modern day and age.
0: I mean, he was a well-off man. Oh yes, he, definitely. He was very well. But he well-off. didn't waste anything, and instead, he used to give it to charity. Yes. Mm. And uh, anyone else?
1: Yes, um, uh, I as mentioning Dr. Abdul Salam. You know, he who received the Nobel Prize for his uh, f- uh, for the physics in 1979, and is generally thought to be a scholar of all science of nature, and he brought glory to the Muslim world by becoming the very first and so far the only ever Muslim, you know, to have won the Nobel Prize, uh, and. And Dr. Salam um, used his talent, time, and power to raise the level of scientific development in in, in Pakistan mm. uh, as a scientific advisor to the president of the of his time at that time. You know, Dr. Abdul Salam was a was responsible for laying the groundwork for the uh, Pakistan's um, atomic um, energy commission. You know, in, in, initiating research on problems of waterlogging and and other agricultural um, research he was a role model for many that opted for careers in that very part of which he chose hmm. and just this this was his work which he did and he was the very first Muslim and the only Muslim so far to have ever won the P, uh, Nobel P, uh, P, uh, Nobel Prize in 1979
0: yeah I mean uh, these are the two I think we, can, we only have time to mention two uh, yeah. Prominent members of the community who done uh, extraordinary work for the service of humanity. Um, I mean, I hope you've learned um, from this show how to serve the mankind. Um, first of all, uh, prayers for the mankind, prayers for your fellow human beings is extremely important, and the Holy Quran actually emphasizes on doing good. And in chapter 2, for example, verse 149, God Almighty says, Be competitive in doing good. So try your best. And competitive mean? if you see anyone doing good, also do that and even exceed, exceed in doing good because that is your purpose. You're a human being. You have the mind. You know how to serve humanity. You good. know the purpose of serving humanity because if you do that, Others will learn and this will continue as well. If one person does it and others learn from it and they also do it, they can build a perfect and harmonious society, right? If you follow each other in good. But if you don't follow and if you decide to live your own life and be selfish, then, you know, there is always disorder in the community. So being good and doing good is a teaching of the Holy Quran, the Holy of God Almighty Himself. And that's what we should be doing.
1: Indeed, that's why we should reevaluate ourselves. Yes. What are we doing at this very point of yeah. in our lives? How are we helping the fellow human beings yep. at this very point? So that's one thing to take away that how can I help my fellow human beings who are living around me, throughout the world, in which way or shape Am I there for mm. them? So uh, with this note, I would like to end with our show. But I would like to say thank you to our producers, Laba Mubasher and Noor sabah for, uh, for making these shows for us. And obviously our brother, um, Asad, in the tech department. It's always a pleasure to see him on a Tuesday, you know, smiling, ready to work with us. And it's the commendable work which goes behind the scenes is by the tech team for for today, we had Assad with us, and it was very flawless, very easy, and very understanding. And that's the uh, environment I like to work. And obviously, brother Zakaria, it's always a pleasure to s- see you again and talk to you, speak with, on various topics of um of importance um in, in on, on today's Drive Time show.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for, um, uh, you know, joining me and for for. Uh, having this discussion with me it was it would not have been as interesting as you were not if you were not here of course thank you very much for your contribution um and i hope everyone has learned something from the two hours that we've discussed and remember that you know wherever and whenever you have the possibility to surf surf and help humanity this will lead you to you know goodness so i would like to thank everyone for listening And we are at the end of the show and here is the six o'clock news.